Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for Walt Disney World planning tips and tricks. And we've got a tip-filled episode for you today. This is episode 99, 20 Tips to Save Time in Walt Disney World. Tuesday, friends. Thanks so much for being here. If you're a new listener, my name is Danielle, Disney lover extraordinaire, and here sharing all of my best tips with you so you can have a magical, less stressful, chill, whatever you want it to be, vacation. And today is no different. We are absolutely getting on the tip train with how to save time on your vacation. But before we do that, I've got a new review that I wanted to read. This is titled Fantastic. Fantastic all resource. Love the play on words there. Um, This is from Nika393. She says, Danielle is super informative, engaging, easy to listen to, and has such great info to share. Thank you so very much for leaving that review. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please, wherever you listen, leave a rating, leave a review. Um, Let us know. Let me know. It's just me. Let me know what you're liking about the podcast and what you want to see. But I'm super helpful for for those. It helps other people find us. And as I'm coming up on episode 100, the more people that can find the podcast and get these tips for their vacation, the better. So thank you so much to all of you that have left a review so far. All right, let's get into today's topic. And this is a good one. And honestly, what I'm probably the most anal about on my own vacation, and that is saving time. Because in Disney World, time is money. You paid money for your park ticket. You only get so many hours that the park is open. So I want to make the most of it. Um, I'm learning in my not 20s age range anymore that doing park open to park close is a little tough, a little tough for me. I can try to blame it on the kiddos, but the fact is I'm just tired. So utilizing what we can to save time in the park, save time getting to the park, save time, you know, anywhere around the resort is just super important. So I have 20 tips for you. If you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you've probably heard these weaved in different places, but now they're all in one place. So no particular order. I've got some that are really obvious time savers, some that might cost you some money, but lots that are just going to be completely free. Small things you may not have thought about, but hopefully those small minutes add up to saving you time on your vacation. Okay, so first one is before you, you know, wake your people up and get ready to head to the parks, whether you're doing it first thing in the morning or a little later, something that's really helpful for me and saves a lot of time is to lay out things the night before. Now, this may already be a regular routine in your day-to-day life, but at Disney, I feel like it's so important um, just to have everybody's like clothes laid out, their magic band laid out. My kids wear little like dog tags with their name and my phone number on it. So all of that is just laid out. So in the morning, we're not looking around, searching for things, but we've got everything that we need ready to go. I can just be like, put on your clothes and they're in a pile and everything's cheery. So the less things that you have to do in the morning when you're trying to get everybody out the door, the better in my opinion. All right. Next up is 
eating breakfast before you go to the park. I think a big waste, personally, of those early morning hours is spending standing in line at like a quick service restaurant for breakfast. Now, if there's something you want to do for breakfast, that's like a character meal or something really important. If that's important to you, it's not a waste. But, you know, standing in line 30 minutes at Starbucks, I'm sorry, I think that's not the best use of your time if you're trying to get there with lower crowds, get on some rides, do some attractions, things like that. So tying into that is one of the biggest tips. Something you can do to avoid eating breakfast at the park, you can either, you know, eat something in your room. You can mobile order at your resort hotel. A lot of those food court style situations don't open super early. They might not open till 7 a.m., And that may be about the time you need to start heading to the bus stop if you're trying to do early entry, 7, 730. Um, So I before have mobile ordered from my hotel room to my, you know, food court, wherever I'm staying and gotten something quick, ran and grabbed it while everyone was getting ready, brought it back to the room or we ate it while walking to the bus stop if I'm really having a rush, rush morning. Um, So that's an option. You can also just mobile order food in the parks. Maybe you get there early, you go stand in a line and while you're in line, you're like, hey, let's see what's around. Let's mobile order that. You're not wasting any time standing in a line. Everybody can look at the menu on your phone, decide what they want. You can order, pay for everything. And hopefully when you get off that first ride or you get off a couple rides, because with mobile order, you can pick your return time as long as it's available. If you want to walk in the park, order something and not pick it up until two hours later, go for it. You also don't have to be in the theme parks to mobile order food in the theme parks. So that's something to note. You could do it on the bus on the way there. And mobile ordering, guys, is really like the top tip that I have for this time-saving thing. Don't just think about it at breakfast. If you don't have dining reservations and you need food while you're in the parks, mobile order. Most of the quick service places have it. You're not going to find it necessarily at like carts and little specialty places, but don't wait, you know, around 30 minutes for your lunch food. Order it while you're in a line. As soon as you start walking toward it, say that you're here and And then hopefully by the time you go in, it's ready and you're good to go. So gold star by that tip. All right, next one. And, you know, it's kind of a caveat. You got to see what your family can do. But early entry is a huge time saver. If you are staying at a Disney Resort hotel or one of the special good neighbor hotels, you get into every Disney theme park 30 minutes early every day. And while that doesn't sound like a lot, you can knock out a very popular popular ride or two. And that can either just save you time waiting in line later, or it can save you money if it's like an individual lightning lane attraction or something on Genie Plus um, that you weren't able to get or that you didn't you didn't want to purchase Genie Plus that day. So get there. Now, note with this, if early entry is at 8 a.m. for you and you really want to take advantage of this, get to the park at 730. They will normally let guests in the gate about 30 minutes before that early entry starts. Now, little asterisk by this, that's my own personal experience, what I've seen. Technically, if they don't want to let you in until that exact early entry minute, you know, 
They don't have to, but that's what I tend to notice. And so get there early, leave an hour to 90 minutes before that early entry time is supposed to start. That's normally what time buses are running, 90 minutes before park open. So if you're serious and really wanting to get on some things first, um, make sure you do that. And also, you know, know about strategy and what rides are good ones to go to first things because they tend to have longer waits. You can see a lot of this on the My Disney Experience app, or if you're one of my clients, I always send you a tip sheet about rides to go for first, Genie Plus selections to get first, so you kind of know what those are going to be. But early entry, huge time saver because you can really just cut down your wait time on a lot of rides. All right, let's talk about when you're entering the park. And this can go for lots of lines, not just at park entrance, but anywhere where there's multiple places to enter something. Look to the far left. Now, in some cases, it may be the far right, but just look at the far lanes. Everybody tends to cluster up right there in the middle when they're trying to enter the Disney park. And if you will just walk more to get in a line on the far left or far right, it tends tends to be shorter. So don't just follow the crowd. Keep your eyes open and see where those shorter lines are for entry and head to those. All right, next time saving tip. And you know, this is kind of a preference. It is something that's going to cost a little money. That is using magic bands. So I feel like magic bands are huge time savers because you're not having to pull up all this stuff on your phone, swipe through different tickets. I know now with Apple Watches, they make it pretty easy Um, Magic Mobile to have everything you need still on your wrist. But if everybody doesn't have that and you're having to pull it up for multiple people in the party, multiple kiddos, it can just get a little annoying. Also, if you're utilizing Genie Plus, you've got to scan every time you go through that Genie Plus lightning lane and most rides twice. So for me, it's just so much easier for everyone in the family to have their own Magic Man. I'm not having to pull up anything. And a lot of times that can clog up the lines in the individual lightning lane. We scan our wrist and on we go. All right. So in regards to that, the time saver you don't want to hear you need is Genie Plus. If If it's in your budget, I say get it. I know I highly suggest Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. That's where you get the most out of it. But if it's in your budget, use it at Animal Kingdom. Use it at Epcot. Skip those lines too. Um, It really, if you know how to use it, you know what to go for, you've done a little homework, or you've worked with a travel agent that's given you some resources, I do think Genie Plus is worth it. It can be more worth it than other times. If you don't know what you're doing and you only get on two rides all day, not quite worth it. But if you're informed on how it works, it definitely can do what it's set out to, and that is save you a bunch of time. All right, next time saving tip. If you are not using Disney transportation, whether that's because you're staying off property or you just want to have your own car there, one thing you can consider doing for an additional cost is preferred parking. So at Disney, if you're a resort guest, it's free to park there. If you're not, there's a daily parking fee, but you can upgrade and pay for preferred parking that's going to get you closer to that entrance and get you in the door a little bit faster. Another option is taking Uber and Lyft 
lift wherever you're coming from. Um, all of that works pretty well, except for Magic Kingdom. Take note if you're doing an Uber Lyft situation um, or if you are driving yourself, you actually are not parking right outside the Magic Kingdom gates. You're parking at the Transportation and Ticket Center and then you are having to ride a monorail over. So if you are just wanting to use your car, Magic Kingdom may be a day to take that Disney transportation, take a bus, take a boat, because it's going to put you right in front of the park and you avoid that whole monorail ride. All right. Another tip that kind of affects your morning at the Disney parks is, if possible, bring your own stroller or if you're doing a rental situation, maybe consider renting from an outside company um, or just come back and get the stroller a little later. Again, those early entry first hour or so the parks open is just really important, crucial time where your lines can be low. And I don't want to see you wasting that time like waiting in line for a scooter, waiting in line for a stroller. If you can, like I said, bring your own, rent it from an outside company where you could have it before you ever entered the parks. Or if you can just, you know, trudge through the first hour or two and come back later and get one, that's a good strategy. Now, note with these in-park rentals, you can pay an upfront cost and get it for every day of your stay, kind of get a voucher. But also know they're subject to availability. So if you're there during a crazy busy time, time and you take my advice of waiting an hour or two, you might be out a stroller or a scooter. So I definitely don't want that to happen. So again, kind of consider pros and cons, but best not to use that early time waiting in line to rent one of those. Another line you really don't want to have to wait in if you don't have to is guest relations. These are the blue tents that are honestly kind of sprinkled throughout the parks just to help guests with any issues. Now, if If you need to stop at one, they are great and they can absolutely help you. But my tip for you here is to really utilize your My Disney Experience app if you have a question, if you're unsure about something, and really read the language there. One specific instance I'm thinking of is that if you're using Genie Plus and let's say you make a selection for Tower of Terror, but when it's your turn to ride Tower of Terror, the ride's down. Well, instead of waiting at that tent, asking what you're supposed to do, look on your app. They normally give you a multiple experience pass where you can ride a list of different rides at any point and go through that Genie Plus Lightning Lane. It's a one-time pass. Once you use it, that multiple experience pass will fall off. Or you can wait for Tower of Terror to come back up and use it there. So if you'll read the verbiage on your app, it normally explains pretty well what you need to do. But sometimes people don't. They just run to the tent. Again, they're great to help you under the blue umbrella, but don't stand in that line if you don't have to. Next tip, it's a quickie. Bring your own snacks and water drinks, whatever. A lot of people don't realize you can bring food into the Disney parks. No glass, no alcohol, no loose ice in coolers, but bring all the goldfish you want. Bring your own sodas, whatever you want to do. This can just be a time saver from you having to wait in line to order food, stuff like that. It's also a really big cost-saving, money-saving tip. Um, We already talked about how great mobile order is, but you can eliminate that whole process by just bringing your own stuff. 
All right, another tip is for water rides. So there's not a ton in the theme parks right now with Splash Mountain being closed down, but I'm thinking like Cali River Rapids over in Animal Kingdom. If you'll get on those early, nobody wants to get wet super early. So normally earlier in the day before the heat of the sun is out, people aren't thinking about that water ride. So go hop on it. Get yourself drenched nice and early um, and you'll probably see a shorter wait time for those. All right. This one really speaks to me with young children. Just make everybody go to the bathroom at the same time, all right? If you get off a ride and somebody kind of has to go or you haven't gone in a while, just be like family restroom break because there's nothing more annoying than either going and 10 minutes later someone else having to go or being in a line queue and someone just cannot hold it. I'll let you know, from my own personal knowledge, the only ride queues that really have bathrooms there in them, um, Navi River Journey and Animal Kingdom, I'm pretty sure there is like an actual door. And I know with Rise of the Resistance, if you're just really in a pickle once you reach the cast member they can take you to like a backstage area where there's a restroom i've been to it i'm sure there are other rides where they could possibly get you a little backstage situation and let you use the bathroom but you don't want to do that then you have to do the awkward excuse me excuse me i'm not cutting i'm just trying to go to a bathroom situation so make those mandatory try to pee right now bathroom breaks make everybody do it together and hopefully you'll avoid some unpleasant emergencies. All right, another huge time saver, whether in the theme parks or at Disney Springs, is utilizing mobile checkout. This is one of my favorite newer things that has rolled out. You'll normally see this in the big shopping areas in the theme parks are Disney Springs. So World of Disney and Disney Springs, I know, has it. The Emporium at Magic Kingdom has it. The Connection Shop in Epcot. Any of those like main shopping locations, big stores in the theme parks are probably going to let you utilize mobile checkout. But it's great. You open up the app. You scan the barcode of the stuff you want to buy. You go through. You purchase. You walk to one of the exits. There's a cast member there that'll check that you scan everything, put it in a baggie for you, and away you go. You don't have to wait in those long lines. I don't see why anyone doesn't use this. It is a amazing time saver. I love it, and I'll use it anytime I'm in one of those big stores. All right, next tip. If you are really trying to save time, utilize all your time in the parks, don't get a park hopper ticket. Now, park hoppers can be great. And if you know that you need like a midday break and you're already going to go back to your resort and chill and you're going to have to do transportation back to a park anyway, totally do the park hopper. Okay, but if you're trying to make the most of your time in the parks, park hopping is just going to take up time. Now, depending on the parks you want to hop like Epcot to Hollywood Studios, you can hop on the Skyliner. Okay, if things aren't crazy busy, like 
15-ish, 20 minutes, you're probably gate to gate where you need to be. Magic Kingdom to Epcot, you can ride the monorail. Not too bad there. But if you're trying to go to or from Animal Kingdom in any situation, you're just going to lose a lot of time. You're going to have to walk back to the front of the park, get on a bus, wait for the bus to come, take you to another park, whatever it may be. Um, So it really can just suck up a lot of time and you don't want that. So consider skipping the park hopper if you're really trying to make the most of your time. All right. Another great tip for time saving is utilizing the single rider lines if you can. So test track, Everest, Rock and Roll Roller Coaster and Smuggler's Run over in Galaxy's Edge all have single rider lines, and they're exactly what they sound like. They are a line for a single rider. So this is not what you're using if you want to sit with your family or your best buds. This is saying, hey, I'm fine with totally riding by myself. This allows Disney to fill the rides more at capacity. So if it's a ride that fits six people in a vehicle and you got families of five or four, they can easily throw a couple single riders in there to keep things moving quickly. These lines tend to be a lot shorter and great way to save time if your party doesn't mind getting split up. Know this at Disney, as long as your rider meets the height requirement after age seven, they can ride things on their own. So if it's, you know, you, all your kids are older than seven and you don't have to go together go in the single rider line. Maybe have an adult go first to catch them when they get off the ride so you can still stay together or have a meeting point. But that can be something you utilize if you want to save a little bit of time. All right, now we're kind of getting to the end of the evening. How can I save time there? Well, a big tip I want to make sure you know in almost all cases, a minute before the park closes, you can hop in a ride line. Sometimes they do close up some lines earlier. Think the ones that get crazy long. Rise of the Resistance, I know, tends to stop the line a bit before closing time. But if the park closes at 9, 8.59, I mean, the cast member's going to be there with their watch ready to say no, it's closed. But if you can get in that line, you can ride it. A lot of times they also up what the wait time says just to kind of deter people from getting in line. Who wants to wait 45 minutes after park closed to ride mine train? This girl, because hopefully it's only going to take about 20. So that's a great tip. If you're still going strong at the end of the night, hop in a line and get in one last ride. Now let's talk about nighttime shows. Maybe it's fireworks at Magic Kingdom or Epcot or Fantasmic. If those are important for you to see, one, know that other than Fantasmic, you can see the fireworks from a lot of different places in the park. Magic Kingdom behind the castle is a great spot to watch if you don't want to get in the huge crowds in front of the castle. Epcot all the way around World Showcase, you can see it. So I'm really not a big fan of like staking out a spot like an hour or two beforehand. And I mean, at Magic Kingdom, if you want to be right in front of the castle or the perfect spot on Main Street to see projections, there are people that take it seriously and get there super duper early. So if it's important to you, but you don't want to waste that time, consider getting some type of 
fireworks package. So there are dinner packages for Fantasmic and over at Epcot where you literally pay for a dinner and a prime seating area for those shows. At Magic Kingdom, there are different dessert parties. I've done an episode on those where you can either eat a little dessert accoutrement before the fireworks, after the fireworks, during the fireworks. But these can be great because you're not having to spend a bunch of time staking out a spot. There's one reserved for you. You can enjoy it and get a little good eats to go along with it. All right. After those nighttime shows, we're not going to leave as soon as they're over. Okay. When happily ever after fireworks are over, now the Magic Kingdom's tends to stay up a little bit, stay up, stay open a little later than that. Um, But with some of these like Epcot, when the fireworks are over, like the park is closed, you need to go. So don't do that because that's what everyone does. So your options are either dipping out a little bit before at Epcot, for example. Last time we went, we were on a Skyliner resort. So we kind of hung out and watched the fireworks from like Great Britain area. And then when we knew the show was about over, you can Google how long all these shows are. Most of them probably about 20 minutes. At about the 15 minute mark, we started making our way to the Skyliner um, at Magic Kingdom. If the park's not going to close, hang around Everybody goes to the Emporium to shop. So if you don't want to be in that madness, go to a different part of the park. Even if you're not going to get on an attraction, just sit, put your feet up, wait and chill out. Cast members know it takes people a little while to get out of there. But y'all, the mass exodus of the park is a real thing. If you leave Main Street and Magic Kingdom as soon as those fireworks are over, you're just going to be waiting in a crazy monorail line or a crazy bus line for like could be 30, 40 minutes, if not more. I would much rather spend that time just sitting on a bench on Main Street and people watching. And then once they've cleared out, I will just mosey my way on through. So definitely saving time, making the end of the night better. Either leave a little bit earlier before the show is over or wait it out, let the crowds disperse, and then you make your way out of the park. All right. And then my last time saving tip for you, if you are using, you know, the Skyliner or boat transportation, something like that, the monorail that's going to take you directly to your resort. Okay, great. But for my bus friends, and I have many a time left a park late at night and needed to get on a bus. If you are at one of those sister resorts, I've got an episode all about that. But think if you're staying at All Star Sports, your sister resort right there on the same property would be All Star Movies and and all-star music. If you're staying at Caribbean Beach, your sister resort right there on property is Riviera. If you are staying at Port Orleans Riverside, Port Orleans French Quarter, not very far. I bring this up because if there is a ridiculous bus line for all-star sports, you know, or if there's some ridiculous line for Caribbean Beach, but I look and see that the Riviera has a real short line or that the Riviera buses are getting there and cycling through a lot faster, get on the Riviera bus. Once you arrive, yes, you're going to have to walk over to Caribbean Beach, but I know you can do it and it could save you a lot of time waiting on a bus. So consider just hopping to a neighboring resort. Now, make sure it's really neighboring. Okay, we, we can't be crossing freeways and things like that. But if there's another resort right there on the same property where yours is that you can walk to, consider busing to that one and just taking a little stroll when you get back. All right. 
point, friends, we have made it through 20 tips. I hope some of these will be able to help you on your next trip to save some time to get a little more time in your vacation to do those things that you really want to do. I thank you so very much for listening and would love to help you with planning your own magical Disney vacation. Remember, at no cost to you, you can check out the show notes to find my Instagram, my Facebook, my email, all of that. Would love to connect with you. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a magical day. Bye-bye. 